You're listening to the Law of Attraction Radio Network. The secret to well-being is discovering the power that is your birthright, the power to create a happier, healthier life drawn from our own vast internal resources. Join Jules and her guests as they gently guide you to shift your perspective from the familiar negative to the divinely connected, a place that will not only positively impact your world, but possibly shift the planet. It's all right here on Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Well, welcome to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. I'm Jules from beautiful Southern California. Oh my goodness, I've got another great show for you. You're going to love, love, love this. Tonight we have intuitive medical energy healer, shaman, certified coach and mentor with the Institute of HeartMath, Mona Delfino, who is with us. Oh my, this woman is so dynamic. I don't think anything can stop her. While listening to tonight's show, just feel her energy. If you don't walk away full of energy, then you need to re-listen to the show. As a matter of fact, this interview is so powerful that I'm going to get on with it right away. No announcements. Now just listen and feel the energy. So let's take a Fast pause for a few commercial breaks and we'll be right back with Mona Delfino of SacredReconnections.com. We'll be right back. It's here. It's hot. And it's a must read. It's the science behind the Law of Attraction magazine. Every issue brings you great articles and in-depth how-tos from all your favorite Law of Attraction experts, authors, scientists, and medical professionals. Go to lawofattractionmagazine.net. That's lawofattractionmagazine.net. Hi, I'm Dee Wallace, and I've created the perfect holiday gift for anyone you know who needs to love themselves more. It's a cuddly teddy bear that says 14 empowering statements that remind us all of how special we are. Order yours today for your favorite child or the child within someone you love. Go to IamDWallace.com and click on Bupalopaloo and join the I Love Me movement. Okay, so we are back. Are you ready for some great energy? Alrighty then. As a medical intuitive vibrational healer and massage therapist, Mona Delfino has been an exceptional body worker for over 30 years. Coming into this field of healing naturally, her passion and abilities as a healer became apparent at a very, very young age. She's got a great story on this, so you're going to love it. Mona is an internationally renowned author, sought-after speaker, and extraordinary healer. She has a vibrant, nurturing, uplifting energy of well-being and pure joy, which you will see in just a few seconds. She is a certified coach and mentor with the Institute of HeartMath, a recognized and accomplished spiritual priestess and shaman. And she has a truly remarkable track record of healing abilities. She helps you to understand and clear up old unwanted patterns that have not yet been brought to the conscious mind. More importantly, she is going to put health, well-being, and the law of attraction together in a way that you can really understand. Well, welcome, Mona, to Law of Attraction Talk Radio. Thank you for coming today. This is such an important subject, and I'm delighted that we could talk about healing. 
<laughs> Thank you, Jules. It's so good to be on your show. I just have to tell you, I've been excited all morning. This is so much fun for me. I have so much fun talking about this stuff because, you know, in the times we're in today, this is just the most dynamic and the most important uh, part of our world. So I want to thank you for having me on your show and, and for your audience. Well, thank you. You know, you are a medical intuitive energy healer, a shaman, and a certified coach and mentor of our good friends at Institute of HeartMath, which we love and really brings you a lot of credibility. So <laughs> what I'd like to find out is how did you get into all of this? You know, like being an energy healer, was it a skill you... Uh, acquired or were you born with it knowing about the energy field what how did you get involved well Jules you know it's a really good question I I was actually born this way <laughs> and the interesting part is that when I was about six months old and I'll just tell you briefly uh, I had a brother we had uh, six kids in the family I was born in Los Angeles California and uh, my brother passed away uh, he was albino, and mm -hmm. he he died in a, a Los Angeles hospital. That was he was one of the first heart transplant patients of that time in 1958. And uh, when he passed away on the operating table, his heart was too big, and he wasn't functioning it properly through the body. So basically, they did the surgery. And at that point, um, when he passed away, I was six months old, and I remember to this day. I, you know, I'm 57. And I remember to this day right now that that was a time when I woke up in consciousness. And I remember actually waking up in a little body and looking at my body going, oh, this is interesting. I'm back here again. <laughs> wow. And then I remember looking at everything in the room and, and identifying it. And in consciousness, you know, when they say there's no time, uh, there really isn't. And so the only thing I could do was look at everything and say, someday my mother's going to want to know about this. And so I was actually paying attention in consciousness at six months old, looking at the room and saying, oh, there's the dresser, there's the window, there's this, there's that. And then my grandmother came into the room and I saw her face and I remember her changing my diaper. And I remember all the things that happened. I even remember the color of the pin that she had in her mouth while she was getting ready to change the diaper. So it was stuff like that. And it, it's like from that moment on, um, they say, you know, once you open your eyes, you can't look back. Right. And that's basically what had happened to me. So, so back in the day, I remember most every single part of my childhood. Um, and I remember everything because it's like the, the consciousness just keeps on growing and it's just a form of understanding more and more and more and more of who we are and, and where we are in the world. And so that's important to me. Well, tell me, how did that play into your brother's death? Did he come over to you? Did he, how did, or is it just something that you remembered? Well, I felt later I asked the questions because he stayed with me till I was around six or seven mm. in spirit. And I remember uh, because my, my parents, you know, back in the day when they were fighting and stuff like that, uh, I was never afraid. I remember just not being afraid of their their arguments and that sort of thing. But I do remember feeling that he came to me several times in spirit and I just automatically knew that my brother was there. And what we did was we would have conversations without speaking. And then that was really cool because he was teaching me things about poetry and art, things that, you know, a, a little kid, you know, just kind of gets interested in. But I was writing poetry at seven years old because of my brother. And so what I remember feeling was that he was a definite conduit in my life and he was an angel. I swear, I believe this kid was an angel and that uh, we had a contract that when he left, I would come alive. Mm -hmm. And that's basically, it's like a, it's like a two ships passing in the night kind of thing. But, but when he was there in, in physical form, he could never breathe properly. And my mother did everything she could to help him to, you know, get up in the middle of the night and rock him and he would sweat and everything. So when they finally decided to do the surgery, uh, that was, you know, it was a lot of energy in the house, so to speak. Mm -hmm. How old was he when he died? He was three. Three. I see. Mm -hmm. Wow. So yeah, you were pretty close in age. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it, it just, seems that it was meant to be like he was 
your guide to come in there and your angel. Uh, yeah, that's very, very great story. I love that. Thank you. Because, you know, later in life, you know, um, you know, I've had a partner that passed away from cancer. And I also had, I was uh, business partners with John J. Harper, who was the scientist uh, visionary who was on Coast to Coast several times. And he, John was fabulous. He lived in Spokane. He passed away in 2010 in December. And he was my business partner. And it was just, it was almost so devastating to me that he passed away. But then I remembered, wait a minute, I've had, I've had a partner pass. I, I can handle this. I can work with this. And I have ever since. And so, you know, it's really interesting how um, things from your past come up into your, your present moment. And then you, you have to remember how much you have been through and it helps you to uh, get through that next step. Yes. Yes. That's so true. You sell your memory yeah, never exactly. goes away it stays <laughs> up with and every time you need it or need to be reminded of something your body really comes up into it you can actually feel the same thing as before so that's what we're going to be talking about um now how could you explain energy or energy healing to us what does that mean to you Okay, um, you know, and, and Jules, I'll answer this by telling the audience, too, that uh, I have been uh, doing this work um, a lot in the last 30 years. I have been dedicated and committed to it each and every day, rarely take a day off. Um, and so I'm very, very skilled at mastery uh, for this work. And I would say to you that energy is everything we are. So, you know, we, we have heard this in our science fields. We've heard that we you know, everything's energy, even our tables and our chairs. And all, but that that's hard to comprehend when you're living in a third dimensional world and you have everything in a physical form. So it's really difficult. But what you do is you realize that we are in a process of making things up. We are, we are actually beginning to realize as time continues, we just had these beautiful four full blood red moons. Mm -hmm. on top of everything else. So astrologically speaking, we have been dynamically connected to how the universe wants us to advance and evolve. So what's happening is because as within, so without, we are actually becoming more and more of an expanded field. So we are that, uh, that is expanding. And so each and every one of us internally are doing that. And so energy is basically, if you want to go into the uh, individual part of energy, we are changing all the time. So as a, as a complete human field goes, as the humanity uh, begins to understand more about these changes, they're going to see lots of shifting going on. That's energy at work. And so energy is, is a concept that is mostly made of the real deal. We are the real deal. We are the ones who are creating. We are, as Bruce Lipton calls it, we are his wonderful co-creators, you know. Mm -hmm. And we are the ones who are making choices and decisions based on who we are, not where we came from. So energy is the thing that is moving us constantly. It's the as within, so without, or as above, so below. It's a constant movement. And now the most important part about energy is to help it to work. You have to understand the term connection, because if we don't get connection, then we don't have what I consider the big bang theory at work. And what that means is when two or more are gathered, you get together, you start talking to somebody and someone goes, oh yeah, I know what you mean. Or yeah, I saw that movie the other day. Well, then the excitement flares because Suddenly you have that two or more gathered thing happening. You talk to each other, you have conversation. Well, that connection sparks another energy flow. And so that makes a, a whole new concept, if you will, on how to recreate. And so what that is, you take that excitement and you can use that for manifestation. Okay. And the thing about energy is it's not hard to understand once you get the concepts of the connection down. Connection is everything in the universe. It has to be because it's the one way where you have the two or more gathered come together and then you kind of sit there and you go, wow, wow. So what's happening is we are, we are actually manifesting through an understanding of creation. And that's simply by uh, recognition. And so recognition onto itself is what I call the Big Bang effect. And as John and I used to talk about that, so there's a million Big Bangs a day. We're constantly coming in contact with something because everything's biofeedback. Right. So would you say that the connection is really our intuition? 
I would say that an intuitional part of that is an absolute. I would also say that it's a subconscious recognition, and that comes from the free will of desire. Mm. Interesting. Now, you have a really, really cool video on your website that shows us an exercise on how we can experience this energy. And I know some of the listeners may not actually be uh, aware that you can feel this energy. So I was hoping that maybe <laughs> you could share and, and really do this little exercise for all of the listeners on air <laughs> with us. It would be such a tremendous experience for those who really have never really thought about it before. Oh, Jules, thank you for asking me that. I think I've had, uh, I, I've had probably almost, a, I want to say 500,000 hits on YouTube <laughs> for this one video. And this one is, uh, I'll, I'll share, I have, I have several um, about how to heal at home on YouTube. But this one in particular, um, I like because it's called the energy ball. And many people understand that, you know, yeah, we've heard about the energy ball. What does that mean? And so what I do is I like to connect that through um, telling you that, you know, because we are naturally energy, you don't have to do anything. You don't have, mm -hmm. to, you have to try anything. I mean, you don't have to try to say, can I do this? You know, of course you can. It's not a big deal. We're all energy. So what you do is you put your hands together. And so if you want to experience this, I'll go ahead and, and um, share this. Yes. Everybody who's listening, just listen to what she says, understand her instructions, and then feel it. You're going to be, you're going to love this. <laughs> you know, you really will. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to put your hands together, uh, open fingers, you know, and just kind of like, just put your hands together, however you want to do it. And then you're just going to hold them there for just a second. Connect, connect, connect to your hands together. So now what we're going to do is we're going to move apart your hands about maybe go about an inch, inch and a half. Okay, so just have them there facing each other about an inch and a half apart. And then go ahead and start feeling the heat coming between your hands. But you're not touching your hands now. You're about an inch and a half apart. Okay, so now when you feel that heat generating, okay, this is getting exciting. Now we're going to bring it out about maybe three inches. So bring it out a little bit further and notice that you haven't lost the heat. The connection is still there, right? So now we're going to go out, go about six inches out. Some of you might even be getting tingling in your fingers at this point, okay? But the heat is still generating. So what you're doing is you are experiencing what it feels like to have a wavelength of energy right between your hands. So you go a little bit further out. So you're now maybe about eight, nine inches, and the fingers and the hands are still facing each other, but now you've generated this energy. Now you can kind of feel a little bit of this heat, but I know a lot of you are feeling the tingling. Okay, so now what you're going to do is keep your hands right there. Now, turn your hands like they're still going to face each other, but you're going to turn your hands to create a ball, keep it at the length that you have it out right now. So if it's nine inches out, keep it at that. And then go ahead and create a ball and still feel the energy that is uh, actually connecting between your hands. Okay, so create an energy ball. Just go ahead and go around. Don't be afraid. Just make it happen. Create this beautiful energy ball in front of you. That feels good. Okay, so now you're holding, hold the energy ball directly in your hands in front of you. Now, what you're going to do with this is you're going to go ahead and think of, think of a wonderful word that makes you feel beautiful, makes you feel new, makes you feel expansive. Anything that makes you want to grow. One word, just one word. That's the dynamic of our language. So we want to go ahead now and take the word and feel the word in your heart. Go right on down to your heart. Feel that word. Now, you're going to generate that beautiful feeling. And you're going to go directly into the ball through a breath. Now you're going to take a breath into that heart and... Blow that word and that feeling 
into the energy ball. Now, begin to see that energy ball becoming everything that you just blew into it. Okay, now you're going to take the ball and you're going to place it directly over your heart and let it go into the, let it go into the heart. Now you're going to feel it going in to your chest, into your heart, and into your body. It's actually going into your adrenal glands. And it's going through the entire system now. Now take a nice deep breath and recognize you have just created a new beginning. Mm, that's wonderful. Um, I want to go back a bit, though, because when you have your hands mm -hmm. separated, there is a, a resistance, mm -hmm. and I wanted you to, to mention that so that they can even, if they can't feel the heat, my goodness, the resistance is mm -hmm. powerful. Exactly, Jules, thank you, because what it is is when you have your hands like that, and you bring your hands out a little bit further, and you're, you're, you're bringing in more of that energy because now you're conscious of it, right? So you're bringing that consciousness of energy in between your hands. If you don't feel the heat for whatever reason, then you want to go ahead and you try to try to put your hands back together just a little bit and you will feel that resistance uh, that will not be able to, you won't be able to put your hands together uh, the way that you normally would just quickly like that. You will be able to feel the resistance coming through so that that means that you can actually sense that there is a field of energy right there in front of you. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. This was a great exercise. I, I mean, I love it. So I know that people have experienced this. So now you know what that the energy is so real. And even though you may not be able to see it, you can experience it. And I, I love the technique with putting the word in the middle of the sphere and and then bringing it to the heart uh, perfect connection that is yes. wonderful thanks honey and you know and it's the blowing the breath the breath is life the breath is life and we can't forget that right. you know and and in aloha spirit in hawaii everybody loves hawaii because of the aloha and so when you think about the aloha it's an ha so it's ha it's the ha breath See, and H-A is of Hawaii, aloha, mahalo, everything is H-A. So they use the breath of life in everything they do. So that is why when you, when you use that breath into the ball, you're actually bringing it alive. And then it helps us all to go, oh my gosh, now I can really feel it in my heart. I can feel that. You know, that's so funny that you mentioned that. I used to live in Hawaii, but I never put the two together. So... <laughs> It, aloha, aloha, you know, they are <laughs> ha, 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 you know, and, and yeah, absolutely. I've never put the two together, but that's brilliant correlation. I love it. Oh, thank you. Well, I studied with the indigenous. Um, I studied with the Kapuna and the Kahuna for a couple years, and uh, I, I lived over there directly related to the Hawaiians. And so I've done that with Hawaiians. I've done that with Native Americans. I also have had a mentorship with a Cherokee, uh, a beautiful beautiful, beautiful Cherokee mentor of mine for 12 years. And so I was blessed to have her during that particular time. And, you know, and I learned a lot of becoming more of who I am back in the 80s. And that's, I was also uh, a nurse. And so I was working in hospitals in neurology, things like that. So I did have that background of all that. Um, I became a massage therapist at that time, uh, you know, worked at that for 30 years as well. Um, and, and have just totally become more of everything I'm doing because of you, because of the people, because of the, the experiences that I was relating uh, to myself from all of the clients who were coming in. So again, that was a major connection. And it was how I learned to identify more about how each day gives us something new and different to look at. Yes. And you rely on all modalities, not just one in particular. You rely on the ancients, mm -hmm. which I think is brilliant, but you are incorporating the science that we know today that backs up everything that we've learned in metaphysics. So it mm -hmm. is so perfect. Um, and I love your approach. So tell us why 
do you think it's important to engage in both science and metaphysics? I mean, how does that help you to understand what's going on within the body? Well, the truth is you can't separate them. Uh, it's it's like trying to it's like trying to say that you are this beautiful human being running around having a great old time doing your thing every single day, but then to think that you are not part of your emotions, part of your mental thoughts, and part of your spiritual mechanism, you you can't separate them. And and so the truth is, it's the mental, the emotional, the spiritual, and the physical that are one unit. And that's going into the science of the soul. See, then we start talking about what are we creating? That's why it's so important to understand that you are creating every single thing that's coming back to you and bouncing back through you. And it's, it's become biofeedback. It's another form of law of attraction, if you will. Mm -hmm. So the, the biofeedback is scientific. So, you know, it's the as within, so without concept. So how we are feeling and what we are uh, going through in our emotions is really, really important because when you understand your emotional, then you understand what you're capable of. In other words, you'll either move through it and you'll learn from it or you can wallow in it. And either way you look at it, you're going to create some kind of an outcome from that. So the, the most important thing is to remember that what you're doing is you're in charge of who you are. And, and in 2015, this whole dynamic that we are experiencing and the changes that I know everybody is talking about this because it's really true. We're going through this. We're in the thicket of it all right now. And the most important thing is what we're doing is we're grabbing onto the concepts of what we're capable of. How are we expanding? What do we want to do in our future? And why do we feel so stuck today? Mm -hmm. And so I would tell you that most people that I work on today are going through this whole concept of, I feel so stuck. Mm -hmm. The only reason you feel stuck is because you're ready to catapult. <laughs> you're ready to move through what you've had in your past because the way we have seen it, Jules, is the way we've been through survival. Mm. Survival is a really big deal from our past because we did not know that we were being affected by the way we were being raised, you know, and, and how we were being taught. And so no matter how you look at it, whether it's religious or your mother and father being strict or, you know, whatever it was, this is how we came across. And then our little persons back in the day were looking at life a little bit differently because we were already pretty expanded beings when we came here. And so what we did is we looked at the life and we said, well, how am I going to get by with knowing that my mother can be really mean how how can i how can i help her to feel better and most importantly how can i feel like i am accepted here and so the most majority of the people i work on are still dealing with old survival issues that are ready to pop mm -hmm. they, they it just doesn't make any sense anymore so the reason we feel stuck is because we haven't quite learned that we are power beings and that we are in charge of our own identity, meaning that we don't have to believe a darn thing that we learned in the past. It's totally our choice. And we don't have to feel like somebody's got a club over our head saying, you better do this. <laughs> yeah. Because we don't. We don't have that at all. We made it up. Wow. Yeah, I agree. Now, the sacred language of the human body, which is your book, mm -hmm. really uh, goes into the specifics of what how our emotions are playing on certain organs within the body. Can you expound on that a little? Oh, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And, and in the book, I've got that. I'm, go I'm also creating another book right now, which will come out uh, very soon. And, and it's called Your Blueprint to Empowerment Through Body Whispering. Mm. Um, it's going to be part of a workbook. But in the process of this, the going back to your question, it actually has to do with every single part of your body has a meaning. We have a language within our very system that we were not aware of because most people don't talk about that stuff. But, you know, you hear little phrases like pain in the neck mm -hmm. or get off my back mm -hmm. or you have no leg to stand on <laughs> or he's my Achilles tendon. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> and so, you know, these are not uh, uncommon. We hear them a lot and it makes us go, oh yeah, yeah, you know, but truthfully speaking, it's almost literal because the body will experience these things. And then we sit there and we don't understand it. So what do we do? We go to a doctor. If it doesn't go away, we have to go to a doctor, but the doctor doesn't understand it. He's doing the best he can, but he can't get it. He's going to tell you, oh, let's see, uh, go ahead and exercise for a little bit, you know, or whatever he might tell you, but it's not going to heal you. What's actually going to heal you is your connection. Here we go again, your connection to understanding what that body part is trying to tell you. You know, years and years ago, beautiful Louise Hay came out with, you can heal your life right. and you, you can heal your body. Okay. Well, expand on that a hundredfold. And that's what we're in right now. Because it does more than affirmations, of course. What we're into is connection, connection, connection. So we have to look at things and be in charge of what is going on. Now, the body is just an interpretation. So the body is trying to tell you as above, so below. And the body is the physical, so below. So that means something as above is going to be in your mental, your emotional, or your spiritual. And when I talk about spiritual with people, um, it's not so much your belief in God, which is really kind of ironic, but what spiritual is, is it's more about your own belief systems to yourself. What is your um, MO? What's your idea about what works in this world and what doesn't? You know, do I be kind to people or do I just say I don't care anymore? You know, that's called your spiritual essence. And so what you're doing is you're reestablishing yourself right now. So I always tell people, don't, don't blame yourself. Don't beat yourself up on any level because with expansion needs to come a challenge and the challenge is going to take us into a further aspect of a blessing. So we have to really look at life a little bit differently now. But the body itself is always going to go through something different. Some people, I know I've lost 70 pounds in eight months and it wasn't my idea to just go ahead and start losing weight necessarily. But I've always known that I wanted to feel healthier and be stronger. And I knew that, you know, my life was changing and I was getting more, you know, empowered, so to speak. And so my body naturally just started losing weight. And it, it, it wasn't so much I was doing a lot. People say, how did you do it? I say, well, you know, I started being more conscious of what I was putting in my mouth and basically knew that bread was making me feel this way. And I, you know, I didn't want to eat bread much anymore. So I kind of laid off of that. And then things just started dropping. But you know what did it? Empowerment. Total mm. empowerment. When you start realizing who you are and what you are capable of, and you let go of those concepts of survival, and you say, okay, so we made that up too. It's much easier to say, I made it up, than to say, oh God, what am I going to do? Right. Wow. Great. Let me ask you something. You go to Western medicine because you have a weight problem, and they say, it's your thyroid we got to give you a pill that you got to <laughs> stay on for the rest of your life because your thyroid is out of whack and it's <laughs> never going to get better. So what would you say? I'd say be careful. <laughs> <laughs> be careful of everything you hear. Don't believe everything you think. <laughs> Because, because basically the bottom line is the thyroid. Let me explain. Okay, so every single condition. I love this part, Jules. I love this with everything I am. The passion inside of me is just like, remember Leo Buscalia? He'd get all excited and he'd take his shirt off and he'd get all hot and let me tell you about love. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of where I'm at with passion when it comes to the body. <laughs> So basically what it is, is when you have a thyroid condition, I'm just going to go there because you mentioned it. When you have a thyroid condition, thyroid, you have hypothyroid and hyperthyroid, okay? Hyperthyroid is when everything is a little bit more in your body, you're, you're, you're overextending the thyroid gland. What is that really? Okay, when we talk about everything being energy, you have to remember everything is based on energy. So the reason we have anything in our body is because we are dealing with an issue that is totally related to what that vibration or that resonance in your system is going to take on. So it's only a vibration that's resonating in the body that can become a condition. You see, so, so basically what happens is the thyroid has to do with control issues, to be honest with you. It has to do with control issues. Hypothyroid is going to say I'm not good enough. And hyperthyroid says I'm going to deny everything that's coming to me because <laughs> I want to do it this way. And so when you start thinking about the concepts of why our glands do what they do, 
then you start recognizing that there is definitely a language. And when you start learning that language through humility, in other words, you pay attention, you don't deny anything. When you start paying attention, you can start recognizing more and more and more. That's why we need people, you know, such as myself, who are, who are willing to be on the mark in the world to say, this is what your body's trying to tell you. Wow. You know? Love it. I love it. This is great information. So let me, let me um, uh, tell you a situation that happened to me last week. And it's perfect for what we're talking about. Because last week, you know, I was posting the magazine everywhere. And, and all of a sudden, I got a really, really nasty comment about the magazine and Deepak Chopra. And it really, <laughs> what they were talking about was the law of attraction is bogus. Mm. And I, I, this guy really attacked me and, and I wrote him and I said, well, what's going on? Why? I'm so sorry. Didn't mean to get upset you. And turned out that um, he called me to apologize. And his wife was diagnosed with breast cancer and his mother-in-law was and is experiencing pancreatic cancer. Mm -hmm. So he was so upset with the notion that the law of attraction suggests that we attract everything to us. How could a person attract something as horrible as cancer to them? Now, I didn't really get into it with him, Mm -hmm. but what I wanted to know is what would you suggest about all of this? And really, I, my heart went out to the pain that he was experiencing yes. emotionally. Um, but what would you say? Well, okay. Uh, realistically speaking, you you can't you can't get anything without some form of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a part of it. And so this is, you know, I want to say this, the science of life has no concept of good or bad, right or wrong. So one thing we have to do is recognize that anything that is attracted to us is not about a judgment. So it's not about a good or bad or right or wrong. It just doesn't exist. So the body only reacts. So this action, reaction, see? And so basically what is happening is that I've been reading energy my whole life. And I've been working with people to read their energy in their body to help them to understand their emotionals, even going dating back to their childhood, because they didn't remember. And so in my world, I'm able to say, you know, like a a spiritual guidance counselor, I can actually turn at them and say, do you remember when you were seven? Do you remember when your dad yelled at you and said, blah, 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 blah. And they'll say, oh God, I forgot all about that. And I'll say, okay, so that is a part of your survival. So this is starting your new pattern. So what a person does is they end up coming into a time period of their life where they are still living those patterns because they never, they never understood consciously, consciously, okay, that that, that particular um, thing that their father said really upset them, but they didn't recognize it. And so what they did is they created some form of insecurity that was related to that pattern of that particular thing. So in other words, I don't want to be judged. I don't want to be looked at like this. So what happens is we we hold on to what I call a blockage. The blockage is, is an insecurity. So for anybody that doesn't know what the term blockage means, it means that it's a form of yourself that has created an identity to be safe. And so that's really what it is. A blockage is something within yourself and that's energetic. But what it does do is it creates a blockage in the body. You can't help it as above, so below. So what it does is it starts to say, okay, now where's it going to go? The condition is going to be based in what? So you look at that. And so cancer, the format of cancer, uh, and it can be different with other people. It can be different with each person for their own personal experience. Okay. But the overall observation of it is that cancer is related to self-directed anger that has not been expressed. Mm-hmm. See, and so I mean, it's just a fact. It's not the. It's not something we make up. We're not making this stuff up. We're actually reading the facts of the physical body that tell us what these answers are. And so, you know, when we're medical intuitives, you know, we have to have the courage to be able to say, well. 
here's a suggestion, you know, or here's what you might want to look at. And then they're responsible for their own healing. But so many people get so scared and freaked out that they don't recognize. I've got people right now, I've got lots of people that have got cancer that are clients of mine. And, you know, it is absolutely, it's a dynamic exposure of their their lessons. They want to learn more. So some people get cancer just to learn. It's, it's crazy, but it's true, you know, and they want to understand all the facts. And so when I get these people coming in, they'll say, tell me why this happened. And also I'll say to them, you tell me what you think, tell me what you feel first. And then we go on that. We, we go on the basis of the connection. And then that's how we start working. And then, and I'll read, of course, anything further that needs to be expressed. But, but this is cancer. There's many, many other, other things that have come up that I always kind of like to watch and say, oh, that's interesting. You know, uh, and, and Parkinson's is another one that people aren't aware of as to what the cause is. Everything's a cause and effect when it comes to alternative medicine, if we want to call it that, um, or holistic health. Um, it actually has to do with Parkinson's is the whole concept of the immune system going into a little bit of a freaked out mode because it is related to the nervous system. But the whole reason it starts to react the way it does with Parkinson's is because it has to do with feeling that down the road, this person wanted so badly to make a difference in this life and did everything this person could to try to make a difference in their life, whether they worked at the same job for 30 years, whatever it was. It was this idea in the mind that said, I want to do this and I want to do that. And I want to make sure that I get understood. And I, Well, okay. So Parkinson's is later on down the road, they didn't feel that they either did enough or that they didn't get recognized for what they did. Mm. Wow. Facts, facts. And so, you know, you, you got to look at that. And then, so what I do with my people is I turn around and I suggest to them the possibilities of what it was when I really do know because I read everything, but I, I could tell them in their own way. They pay attention to that and then they grab it. Once they grab it, I, I can tell you so many stories, Jules, of the people I've worked on over the last 30 years that have healed. And mainly because they got the picture. Mm. So you really can't heal yourself without understanding the mental and emotional pattern that created it to begin with. Now, we all know well, that cancer is something that we get many, many times in our lives and that our body does heal it. Absolutely. So that it really depends on the stress of the emotion. That's well, causing and, things, right? And, and the law of attraction. Right. Here we go again. Okay. Because what happens is if a person really wants to heal, guess what they're going to attract to them during the time they have cancer? <laughs> they're going to attract experiences. They're going to attract somebody to come into their life to say, hey, you know, this is what's going on with me and da, 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 da. Well, that, then you're going to sit there and you're going to go, if you're the one with cancer, you sit there and go, you know what? I, I sense it. I feel the same way. I do that too. You know, and so in other words, again, we're talking connection. When the connection is made, what did Jesus used to say? We're two or more gathered. Mm -hmm. So there shall I be. Okay. So what this is, what we're talking about here is we're talking about freedom. What happens in the Big Bang effect? Boom, explosion hits, two or more are gathered, and here comes freedom. The truth will set you free. And that's where we're going with this. We're understanding more truth as time continues in our world in particular, especially in the United States. We're learning how to understand what a diagnosis really means. Do we want to accept that? Not necessarily. Are we victims because we're told we have this and this and this? Absolutely not. If anything, I will be the first one to stand up in front of 100 doctors and be very, very capable of saying, have you checked this? Do you look at their emotions? Do you know who that person is? You know, you're there for the diagnosis. Yes. And thank you for that. But now let's move on a little bit further. Do you want to just say, now we're going to cut it out of your body and now we're going to give you a pill and give you some chemotherapy and hope for the best? God help us all. So yeah. this is where we're at. We're at a point in time where we got to take back our power. We've got to take back what it means to understand what we are being told. And if we really do want to um, believe that, we can do anything. We are making things up on a daily basis with or without a diagnosis. And so what we're doing is we're always recreating, recreating. So we don't have to keep the same thing going. Our cells are changing every single day. Millions of cells are shed. Okay, so here's the question, okay? If it is true 
that you can say, I get a new bladder every 11 weeks, or I get new kidneys every six months, I get a new liver, you know, every four months. If this is true, and the concept in science is true, that we are constantly shedding and regaining and shedding and regaining, then why would we keep the diagnosis? Right. Brilliant. Absolutely. Why would we keep a diagnosis? Mm-hmm. So no matter how far gone it is, like I have a friend, a wonderful friend, who has been diagnosed with stage three ovarian cancer. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just a term. It's not what can is necessarily there to stop her. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, and everybody, you must remember, everybody is capable of shifting and every single thing that happens to us from that law of attraction if you will is about a lesson what are we learning you know my mentor always used to say that well did you learn you know i'd come out crying oh i yelled at my child i'm so mad at myself and she'd look at me and she'd say did you learn mm-hmm. and i go yeah she goes now go wash your face and let's watch tv <laughs> <laughs> so you know it's 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 all in the lesson and so you know and ovarian ovarian cancer is tough because all the cancers are, are can be tough to the mental mind it can be very emotional um, but the the truth is is that ovarian cancer is to tell you that where have you gone in your creativity it went south right What are you upset with that you didn't do? These are the questions you must ask yourself on a factual basis. And what would you like to do now? Are you just tired and you're okay with that? Or would you like to change it? So you really got to be honest with yourself. Ask yourself these questions. And then then you can redirect it. That's why I'm saying we are healers. We are all healers. We are all empaths. You know, if you want to put it in a poetic term, we are the artist and we are the painting. Right. So we are the canvas of our life. So why not create what it is we want to do with ourselves? We've been told for many years that maybe we didn't do this in a marriage. Maybe we were married for many years. And let's say you and I, Jules, if we had a husband that would keep telling us we couldn't spend money, we couldn't spend money, we couldn't spend money. You know, one day we're going to turn around and we're going to spend all the money we can <laughs> because we're going to say enough is enough. I've had it. You know, and this is where people are right now. They're at a point where they're saying, I'm so done being told what to do. Right. You know, hmm. So that's the shift. Wow. I love this. Okay. So what, what can uh, a person do to immediately affect, you know, there's something that um, I came to understand that some people are just getting tired of living and they are done. I mean, they just, they, they're just tired. And it's okay for them to choose to just accept whatever they have and to go on to the next realm. Mm -hmm. The real kicker is if people are determined, I'm not done yet. I'm ready. I've got to do this in my life. That's Mm -hmm. a big uh, step. That's, Mm -hmm. would, would you agree with that? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's a big step. Um, You know, I have to say this, though, and that is that the partner uh, that I had that had crossed over from cancer, um, we weren't together long, maybe a year and a half, but it was enough to be able to to recognize, you know, what was going on. And I think I was with him mostly, you know, for for this spiritual reasons and stuff. He had cancer when I met him. But one of the things was, is he knew that he had grown so much during the time that we were together. And he felt like he was a different person. He was a musician. And he was one of the best piano players I've ever met. And so at the very end, his sister was playing all of his old music. And he looked at me and he grabbed my shirt collar and he pulled me toward him. And he said, Mona, tell her to stop playing that. I am not that person anymore. Oh, wow. And that was on his deathbed. And, and so, you know, when you stop and think about it's like, yes, we have encouraged ourselves to change. Does that mean that we are going to, to change uh, you know, before we die? Absolutely. You, you know, that, that's the whole thing is you certainly can do anything you, you want. But if, if you have a contract somewhere within you that you wanted to, to go at this time, and that hasn't been recognized for whatever reason, we have choice after choice after choice. We can reinstate it. We can change it. We can, we can begin new or we can go. And either way, the thing about it is there is no judgment in any of it. What we're doing is we're learning to accept and respect 
that which is, which is, and that is I am that I am. If you love that within that person, then you must let that person live or die. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That is so important. And I noticed that when people who are having uh, friends or family that are in a very difficult stage of their illness, often if that person can just let go of that control of wanting them to get better, that's when they the person starts getting better. It's like for those people who are family members that are pushing, I've got I've got to do whatever I can. I got to say as many prayers you can't leave now. It's actually putting pressure on that person to focus on the family members instead of their own healing process. Correct. 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 Mm -hmm. That's correct. One of the biggest things, Jules, that I learned many, many, many years ago when it came to my mentor, my mentor wasn't easy. (laughs) Being Cherokee, are you kidding? You know, we were like, I I was afraid I I was going to get scalped at one point because she would look (laughs) at me, she'd say, what did I tell you about that? But you know what? It was the best thing that ever happened to me because I actually sat there and even though I had to sit on the hot seat, boy, I learned. And one of the biggest things I learned was, you know, coming in as a Virgo healer. Oh, Lord, did I want to heal the world? I was ready to go after everybody and heal everyone and stand in front of groups. And sure, I could have done that. Of course I could have. But you know what I did? I decided that's not my place. My place is an allowance. My place is in the allowance of letting people learn their way. It was only when those people would come to me and say, hey, Mona, you know, I've got this thing going on and, um, I, you know, I really need to talk to somebody and and can I, can I share this with you? I'll say, sure, of course, come on over, sit down, you know, and, and this is how it works. It's a matter of what we call universal law. It's the respect that is gained from letting every single person live their lesson. And this goes for everybody, you know? And and one of the things I'll mention, this is kind of weird, but I'm gonna mention it, it is that when Robin Williams passed away, the world became gloomy. It was really a sad day. And everybody knew how upset and touched and shocked they were by how he passed away. Okay. And then here's my, here's my point in that is that what we don't see is a really big picture. We're looking at Robin Williams going, why didn't he get help? But here's what the big picture is. He helped us. Why, why did he do that? Because unconsciously what had happened was, is uh, it affected each and every one of us emotionally and even mentally and spiritually and physically. See, so as it affected us, it made our hearts go out to him. It made us what we call compassionate. So what happened? The entire human race became compassionate to this wonderful, funny, funny, funny man that we all loved and dearly knew he was one of kind. Okay, so we all became compassionate on that day, August 11th of 2014. Every one of us did. So what did that do? Two or more gathered. It gained our own compassion back to ourselves. It was the biofeedback from the universe back to the human race, from the human race to the universe. We became higher in frequency because of it. Mm. Wow, that was powerful. Mm -hmm. Oh, good insight. So you would have to say we're almost running out of time here and I I just feel like we could go for a couple hours and just nonstop. I would love to. (laughs) But let me ask you, you can read the energy, you can feel the energy, but really your purpose is here to empower the person to heal themselves. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, on a lot of levels that is, Uh uh-huh, and uh, it was originally for me to be able to recognize more of that, you know, in my astrology chart, I've got Pluto on my son, and you can't get by with murder, Um, what that is, is that whole thing is like saying, okay, you know, here we go again, another shift, you know, I've been shifting my whole life, and so this is beautiful, because I know what people are going through. Um, it's more that connection of, of resemblance in that connection, uh, you know, uh, that, that compassion as well, but it's knowing what they're experiencing by feeling them. Mm. And so a lot of people who don't want to feel they're missing out, they're missing out. That's why, that's why heart math 
is one of my favorite things in the whole world because they're teaching what it is on a scientific level, what it does to us, what it does to our electromagnetic field inside and out. And so this is the important part of us right now is, is using that compassion. So we're all capable of working with each other. My future goal, Jules, as it is at this very moment, is to be able to help people to recognize their own empowerment through who they are and what they are capable of. I want everyone to know that we've been, well, brainwashed. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes. and that's really what has happened. Uh, and so the more that we're in this matrix, this energy field of truth, we're starting to feel like we can get younger and we start feeling like maybe we can have more energy. And why do we have to live this way? We don't have to live anyway. We're just, we're recreating as we go along. And every single second is something that is so dynamic in spirits time. They say there is no time. Well, in our world, every second matters. And every second is something we can explode into something. New aha moments is what it is. John and I used to talk about aha moments. And that was the big bang. Once you start recognizing that, oh, yeah, well, that makes sense, too, you know, and then you kind of go, okay, so you just put another notch in your belt, you see, and, and you lifted yourself in a vibration. Nikola Tesla, remember Nikola yeah. Tesla? Oh, yeah. Okay, the most important thing that he said, if you want the secrets of the universe, you must think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. That's mm -hmm. what we are. That's what we are. And you said it. We have to take our power back, but just not in our health, in every area of our life. And it's how we take our power back. We don't have to play by any other way of being, just what we choose. Right. And, and I might add to that, it's really important not to judge confusion. Um, confusion is what some people call a fourth dimensional thing. And, and basically what that means is you're in, you're in transition, the whole world, we're going through transition inside, outside, mm -hmm. financially, re religiously. I mean, we are going through it. So what we have to do is give ourselves the compassion of knowing that we are, it's going to make it a lot easier not to put any judgments or claims on ourselves as, as people. Because we're coming into a new time. Why not look forward to what we're coming into rather than thinking, oh, God, oh, I shouldn't have done. Oh, maybe I can't. Oh, you know, don't do that because you want to go forward and experience where you're going in this wonderful transition. It's like we're all dying. All of us are. And we're coming into a new form of living. And that living is going to be more manifested through understanding what we are putting out and getting back. Uh, Expand on that a little bit. What in this current day affairs, what are we supposed to do? Not judge mm -hmm. the situations that is occurring, occurring in uh, Europe. Yes. We don't judge uh, uh, the political status going on in the U.S. or anywhere else. We don't judge the wars. Right. What you're going to do is you're going to work on yourself. And the reason why is that you are that drop in the water and that vibration that you are will expand out into this world. If you judge, you're not doing anything but being caught in the moment of the fighting. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So we have to, we have to individually go within the only way we're going to heal this world in, in the way that we want to, it will, I have to say one thing my mentor Karen taught me years and years ago, she says, it'll never be a perfect world because you need the light and the dark on both levels. Right. And so what we can't do is we, it's not our place to judge it. It's our place to help it. And how do we help it? By going within. We go within, but it doesn't mean that we don't do the action like helping Right, uh, the, right. Uh, or having compassion or do we uh, just remove ourselves from the situation? That's what we need clarity on. Okay. My suggestion in the energy fields that I run, it's almost like people who say that they watch TV a lot and you'll have all these other people say, oh man, I don't watch TV. I don't ever want to watch TV. Look what it does to people. Okay. If you get too involved, uh, you know, you can become an activist for God. So you can do anything you want. There are a lot of people that get hung up on chemtrails. Okay. But little do you know that you have the power within yourself to do the haw breath on them and say, ah, I changed the world today. You know, you, you can do anything. And so to get too hung up, on what is happening in the world, you need to observe it as a truth. It is happening. You cannot deny it. That is absolute. However, to get too attached 
is going to bring you down. It's going to make you feel like you have no power. It's going to make you feel like, once again, we are just victims in the human race. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And that's where we need to stay out of. Just be aware and choose which direction. I mean, you can go and be a victim if that's what makes you feel good. Then, <laughs> by golly, have a great and, time. And, and we'll love you anyway. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> this has been so wonderful. And we are all out of time, Mona. It's been oh. an absolute pleasure. And I am thrilled to announce that you are doing a featured article in the December issue of the Law of Attraction magazine. I can hardly wait to read it it's going to be outstanding just like this uh interview and also i want to make sure that we send people to your website which is beautiful please give us all the information thank you jules okay and my website is obviously www.sacredreconnections.com sacred reconnections and it's all one word it's reconnections with an s dot com and everything on there i've got a calendar of events going on where i'm going to be where i'm going to be speaking uh and i love to do uh talks for groups if anybody has that interest uh, you can always let me know um but i have a full-blown website for you to look at yeah it's wonderful and uh, you are uh going to be at an event where in did i see nevada Oh, I have done Carson City. Yes, I did do Carson City already. That was a three-day event where I talked about science and spirituality. Mm -hmm. Yes, and that did happen already. And now we're going into more. I'm going to become a heart math trainer at the end of this month. Thank goodness. I love them. And so I'm going to be doing that. And then, of course, uh, then we've got new things coming up in November and December. Again, going to Cancun with heart math. So my my focus right now uh, is doing much more with the family of heart math. Uh, as well. Um, but yes, there's all kinds of things coming and we're preparing a new school to come out. So in the future, in the January 1st, I'm going to have my own energy medicine school online. Great. Oh, <laughs> this is going to be so much fun. Uh, Mona, thank you. This has been delightful. Thank you, honey. I so appreciate you. And I really, really appreciate all of your audience. And I want to tell them all, just love yourself. Love yourself. No matter what it is, just keep sending yourself love and guidance every single morning and watch your day expand. Wonderful advice. Thank you, Mona. All right. Thank you, Jules. Bye-bye, honey. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another great show from Law of Attraction Talk Radio. If you'd like to comment on tonight's show, send an email to jules at loaradionetwork.com and have a great week.